0: everybody loves mcdonald's fries so
1: yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light
2: what's good family jalen here i have some great news to share with you we have recently launched bwr academy the number one online school and community focused on teaching personal finance and wealth building principles By becoming a member, you will gain access to premium financial education, covering the topics of credit and financing, debt repayment strategies, retirement planning. That's right. We're going over 401ks, IRAs, and everything in between. Life insurance. We'll be having weekly budgeting and accountability calls, and so much more. You will also gain access to a powerful network. For years, we have been preaching, your net worth is your net worth. So here's your chance to increase your social capital. We'll be having many of our previous podcast guests coming back to teach exclusive classes that can only be found through BWR Academy. We have also partnered with Capital, a premier financial app that will allow you to participate in our quarterly savings challenge. We have a goal of helping a thousand families save $1 million collectively. We'll make sure that you are not a part of the 74% that cannot afford a $1,000 emergency. So if this sounds like the type of environment you would like to be a part of, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the show notes. Make sure you sign up now because spots are extremely limited. See you in the Academy.
3: What's up, y'all? This is your boy David with Blackwell Frienners' Ons. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.
1: Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Kelly, here. And I want to say thank you for listening to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast because without you all, we would not be here. And I have a very exclusive announcement to make. We are releasing a brand new show. That's right, we're coming out with a brand new podcast called what's on your timeline we're taking that little segment out of our podcast we're making it a brand new show exclusively on patreon so click the link below join our patreon for as little as five dollars a month you'll get an episode every week of a raw unfiltered unedited versions of us you get to hear from me jalen david and even jerry you get to hear what we think about on our timeline you get to hear what we're into what are we listening to what are we learning and we'll get to even teach some things possibly and i promise you you won't regret it we're going to talk about stocks we're going to talk about crypto we're going to talk about real estate we're going to talk about the federal reserve hell even in this last episode we talked about kwame brown you know you're going to get the raw unedited versions of us And it is exclusively on Patreon, so click the link below. Check it out. Tell us what you think. If you want to join, like I said, again, click the link below. It's only $5. Literally a dollar, almost a dollar a week, you can get a brand new episode of What's on Your Timeline. So, And we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Peace out.
0: I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot. Unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. Do five years of this and
2: be a millionaire. And go on, do what I want to do, have kids, go live my trip, enjoy the game black out here in Texas, or struggle for next week. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show.
3: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Blackwell Renaissance Renaissance podcast. Your boy, David Bell, out one-fourth of the Blackwell Renaissance Renaissance, checking in on my co host for the episode. Jalen, how you feeling, my brother?
2: What's good? What's good? It's your boy, Jalen, man. Another quarter of the Blackwell Renaissance, Renaissance. Feeling good. Feeling great. Finally feeling good, man. In warm temperatures, yeah, not, not below. We ain't got ice going all over the place. So it feels great, man. man I'm feeling we should good. We back
3: in a week, dog. It, it was crazy last week, but now we better back hiding in. Yeah. Getting things cracking, man. So,
2: yeah. I'm blessed, man. But besides that, man, like everybody, please go comment, rate, subscribe, review to the podcast if you have mm-hmm. not done so already. We really, really appreciate it. Your opinion, your thoughts, any type of thing that you think that we can do to improve the podcast, let us know. We definitely listen. We're paying attention. Don't think that your thought will go unheard.
3: Thanks. And speaking of listening and paying attention, man, I want y'all to get ready to listen and pay attention to this episode Mm because we got another great one coming y'all way. It's a question we get a lot, and this brother is going to be able to answer it for us. People always, they want to pick up a camera or something, do it like as a a side gig or learn how they can start a business in photography and videography. So we got us a brother out of Atlanta on the podcast today who is absolutely killing it in the game. He went from being an employee to Self-employed videographer to running multiple businesses outside of this thing and really creating a lane for people to learn about photography and videography as a business. We have none other than Mr. Brandon Dixon. Brand aka Brandon
0: Shiny Brandon, how you doing, bro? Oh yeah, let's get oh, we got claps. We got claps. First of all, we got here. Let me get let me. I'm gonna create some claps too. Wait a minute. Let me get something. Let me find something. <laughs> How y'all feeling, I mean, man? man. <laughs> Jalen, David, I appreciate you guys having me on your guys' platform, man. I'm excited to actually be able to, to teach and be able to not only teach other people, but also to be able to learn from you guys as well. So let's get a
2: uh, Hey, man, yeah, appreciate yeah. you for taking your time out today. I know you got a busy, hectic schedule. So yeah, definitely, man. definitely Thanks. appreciate you for taking that time out so you can teach and so we can connect. We definitely look forward to learning from you. So we're just trying to give some value with this conversation. And with that being said, we just jump right on into it. So, Brandon, how did you get started? When was the first time you picked up that camera and said, you know what, I think photography is for me?
0: Yeah, for real. real. So about 12 years ago, like I was in a small hometown called uh, Wilson, North Carolina, and I was trying to be a rapper, you know, trying. Right. I was really trying, like literally did everything I was, you know, did everything from getting the mixtape, putting them out there on the corner stores and all that, just Mm -hmm. really trying to be an artist. But the problem was that when I started trying to get music videos done, I'm about, you know, 18 right now at the time, trying to get videos done. And the videographers or the directors, whoever I'm I'm getting, they're just trash, right? For multiple different reasons, whether it's, you know, it takes too long to get my project back or when I do get it, like I don't get the actual file as far as like they lost it or somebody just didn't edit it at all. And I was like, yo, I got to figure out how to do this thing myself. So we got a club in my town and I made a song for uh, the club. And I was like, all right, cool. I need to go ahead and get this thing done. And I someone who shot it and they didn't edit it or for whatever reason. So I took that project and I taught myself how to edit. Around this time, I had moved to Atlanta. So this was a really weird part because now I'm from Wilson. I moved to Atlanta, a whole different state, something I've never done before. And now I am learning how to edit, but also I don't have a job. So my wife is like, my girlfriend at the time was like, She's taking care of everything. Like she got she she's paying the bills. She got a good credit. She's taking everything together. And I just, and it took me three months to actually like learn how to edit just one video. And through those three months, no job, anything else. I was like 12 to 16 hour days learning how to edit, practicing on her, practicing on other people, learning how to shoot and edit within those three months. Now I didn't master it, but I learned enough to be able to edit this one video that I wanted to get done.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And then from there, it kind of, you know, um, stemmed from there.
2: Mm.
3: Mm. I like that. I like how it started. And it wasn't necessarily like something that you thought that you wanted to do, but no. it came from you, like out of necessity, honestly, yeah. like out of necessity. And you were put in a situation where you had to learn a new skill. And like you said, you went and learned it up until a point where you were proficient enough to go out there and do work.
2: Mm. And I think it's deeper than necessity. You saw what the market was lacking also you said that people were trash, people weren't doing certain things. So you was like, you know what, let me learn how to do this so I can be proficient in it. So I think that's really, really smart that you saw what the market was lacking. And then you ended up going learning.
0: For sure. But even then I was like, I still don't want to shoot. I just want to, I need a Babadook, get a camera, whatever. So now I'm like, since they can't do what I need them to do, I'll just do it myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll shoot it myself. I edit myself. Me and my brother we're going to go out there and we're going to do this thing. We're going to be uh, soldier Boy them, <laughs> you know, Roscoe Dash them, hey, rap. you know what I'm saying? We're going to be soldier Boy them, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be out here and we're going to do something. But the weird thing is the way I had to practice is not only the editing piece, but I had to learn how to shoot too. So mm-hmm. I will say, all right, Jalen David, let's say, you know, you guys were one of my friends at the time. I said, all right, cool. I need to learn how to do like these rap videos, these music videos. So Jalen David, um, listen, I ain't going to charge y'all. I didn't learn how to do this video. So y'all got some songs? Let me shoot a song for y'all so I can learn how to do this thing. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't the road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up at participating McDonald's. Mm. So I'll shoot a song for you, and then you'll turn around and say, Hey, that video's dope. Can you do another one? And I'll pay for it this time. I'm mm. like oh, you show them me. work already. Yeah. How, how, how much you talking right now? How, how much are you talking about? two hundred dollars? Man, Millness, I took that much take $200, you know what I'm saying? And they was like, all right, cool, I'm glad you did that. Let me go in and have you do my, my friend's video too. Now, like, listen, I'm still trying to do songs now. I mean, it's cool. I'll take the money, but I'm still trying to do these songs. They're like, yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, I'm trying to get on hooks and everything. Nah, bro, you the, you the camera guy now for my other friends. And now they're paying me to do it. So now my artist or skill level, I start doing less of this and more of the actual video work.
2: Mm. Mm. And I kind of want to go into that. Mm. What type of mentality was that whenever you you felt like you it know, wasn't necessarily yeah, what you wanted yeah, to do. It, it but, wasn't what you was passionate about, mm-hmm. but it was starting to pay the bills. Cause that's something that Dre talks about a lot. Not going after your passion sometimes, but you need to go with what's making these profits. So what type of mindset did you go through whenever you like, we don't want your music, but come help us on these cameras.
0: Yeah, so here's what's crazy. There's this thing like, you got your passion, right? The things that you are passionate. Well, I wouldn't even say passion, right? Because I don't want people to, because a lot of times people will see passion and they'll say, oh, great. This is something that I actually need to do. I'm passionate, but I need to get paid for this. Not necessarily. I feel like I like to create a difference between gifts and talents, right? Mm-hmm. So my actual God-given gift was actually like me being funny and things of that nature, right? And I'm talented at a lot of things, right? At the time I was talented at doing music, talent at, you know, whatever, right? But then I'm also talented with like the visual aspect, the cameras and all that. So when that started paying, it's like, Why don't I just use this to be able to start a business, right? So it wasn't. It definitely felt weird that like, okay, I can't do songs or whatever, but it's like, no, I'm multi-talent. I can do multiple things, right? But I didn't look at it as a talent at that time. I looked at it as more of a curse, right? Like, man, like I just need, it's helping me with the money, but I still want to be able to blow up as, Mm -hmm. as an artist. So like everybody who, people can't quit their jobs right now because they're trying to find this passion. And that word get thrown around so long And sometimes you will be waiting forever, right? Because let's say your passion is gardening. Okay. you not necessarily know how to start a gardening business or may not be in your thing to be able to go start a gardening business. Right. But you're also good at, you know, creating t-shirts, right? You're really really good at creating t-shirts. You've been doing t-shirts since you was 15, but you're still like, I'm just out trying to find this passion. You're looking for it. One, you may not find it, right? Or you may have, but you don't think that's um, that's it. And then two, if you actually have this thing as far as doing t-shirts you will wait you're already good at t-shirts you don't turn it into a business you're waiting 40 50 60 years because you're waiting for this thing to fall out of the sky but you've already had a talent of doing making t-shirts for 20 years you mm-hmm. know what i mean i've mm-hmm. seen that i'm like my last job i worked at I, w- I was talking to people and i seen talents in them and i was you know and you guys know you got friends who, who do stuff and you talk to about stuff and it's like yeah it's cool i want to do that i want to do something else like people who are really good at cooking oh you should you should sell plates yeah but i'm trying to do real estate Mm-hmm. right but you know you can just sell plate stuff yeah but i don't want to cook i just i want to do real estate right i see what everybody tell you to do do real estate stocks and all that but you know you can actually do what's plate do, do restaurant you know what I mean? restaurants food truck you know you can do that they don't look at it as an option because everybody's looking for hey find the passion maybe it's real estate you know i do love houses no dude you cook you cook so <laughs> you know i'm saying it's weird and people um confused about that does that make sense yeah.
2: Nah, yeah, you making it, perfect sense, my brother.
3: But yeah, I like that conversation on it just because it goes back to what Brother Dre was saying. Yeah, it's good to look and see what everybody else doing, but where are you the sauce? And whenever you got your sauce, you got to start looking to exploit it. So I kind of want to get into now, like whenever you started taking some of that money from your these course. first couple jobs, you said you were unemployed for a few months. I'm pretty sure that was a like, that was like, okay, like, yeah, I got something here now. Like, what did it look like? really taking it and making it a business from those first few jobs like
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so when i first so throughout those three months that was a very dark and low point in my life because as a man you're looking at your your girlfriend taking care of everything you feel like you're not good enough you can't you're supposed to be in the man in the house to provide for your wife your daughter and things that. and when i couldn't do that it seemed like i'm just not doing anything even though i'm working on editing because i'm still trying to like listen i'm like listen this dream is going to come true. I'm going to blow up and be a famous artist, you know, all over the world or whatever. Right. And the thing hasn't got here and and I'm still looking for jobs. Right. So even though this photography was a side hustle, it wasn't a, I guess a full on like business actually making like big profits till maybe, you know, five years later. Right. Until after I went into different industries. Right. Mm -hmm. So it started from I'm doing this for three months, even though I'm unemployed, I wasn't self-employed. It was like, okay, I'm not doing this. I'm not even doing stuff to make ends meet. I did maybe like two jobs or whatever just to learn how to practice, but it wasn't anything to say, all right, cool. You know, you still need to get back to work, right? So after three months, I got a job. I started working some warehouse stuff, like just some random temporary jobs. I was up here in a freezer joint one time. I was throwing food. It was all type of weird stuff that was going on, right? And then years later, I stopped doing music videos and I went over to start doing films, right? Mm -hmm. I started doing, you know, films, commercials, and things like that. I've been into multiple industries right when i started doing films i did like three of my own like short films produced directed things that nature. because i felt like music videos was felt like it was a cap right i was like yo i don't want to do this i don't want to be in the trap house again i'm just done right i don't want to keep doing this right <laughs> if people uh you know i just don't want to do it so i said let me go over the films and started doing that and that started me a little bit more successful as well like being in the local screens and all that stuff my um, actors winning awards and things that nature i just really expanded my actual vision for the things that i want to do but then mm-hmm. there was no money in that. So I was like, okay, let me go over to like doing commercials and things of that nature. Then I started doing weddings and weddings what actually helped me quit my job. Cause I started from $300 to $800 to $1,300, traveling all over the country. And then now to that, to that point, then I was getting maybe about $15, $2,000 a job, a wedding. And that's what helped me quit my job. Now mind you at this time, at this time I worked at a plant we was working 12 hour shifts. You know, this was like the dream job. Now you make know, making $19 an hour, about two thousand dollars a month. Oh, that's a drink. I'm rich, right? So I'm not just gonna stay here until 40, 50, 60 years old. You know, go ahead and get a retirement, get a 401k, and actually be able to, to provide. But after you know, three years, I was like, Yeah, this ain't actually two years. You start realizing, like, yo, being this ain't like it's a mm-hmm. I can't keep doing the quarterly reviews, the yearly reviews. I don't know if you guys work or work at a job where you do like the they got the quarterly and the yearly review and you get the raise. The raise is like $19 and ten cent or nineteen dollars and twenty five cents, so you get like a ten to twenty five cent raise. Y'all work like the job, y'all work something like that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. First job, that's
3: how they did it. It wasn't had, like quarterly, but at the end of the year, I like. I think I worked at like two years of part time job. They hit us with like, my first year was like a thirteen cent raise. Then the next one it was like a fifty cent raise. i was like, damn, like, y'all really penny and nickel in me. Like I'm looking at how much money I'm making, y'all. Like, man, yeah. to go beg
2: for a damn raise, nigga. I yeah. like, yo, I've been working here for two years and I'm still making this bottom of the barrel shit. I'm mm-hmm. a raise. Hey,
0: did they give it to you though?
2: Oh, yeah, they gave me the raise, but I still was like, fuck it. It wasn't satisfying. Yeah.
0: yeah, no. So what's crazy, that was actually what we wanted. Like, we was like, at the end of the year, the whole goal was to get like a quarter, 25 cents. So it was like, oh, snap. That will, we, you go in the office, then you come out. I'm like, oh, what'd you, you get 10 cents? And then you say you got 25 cents. Like, oh, man, congratulations, yo, you made it. You got $0.25, cent, but if you didn't, you got $0.10, cent, you're like, well, you know, better luck next year, man. You know, So we're waiting years on end <laughs> to, to increase your 10 income. Cent to, say who can get 20, to see who can get the $0.10. Cent. And I can't believe I'm like, we're thinking like this? We serious? Every year, we're like, man, better luck next year. We actually feeling bad. Like, damn, man, we got $0.10. Cent. Next year, man, we got to look at the numbers, get the production right, and next year, we can finally get that $0.25. Cent. That's the bar. We can finally get that $0.25. Cent raise. That's what we want, right? That's some bullshit, so, uh, man.
2: Second, That's man. some bullshit, man.
0: Yeah, no, it's just, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Actually, like knowing that you're, and you can't, it's like you're, you're in this like robotic stage where you don't even know what you're into. Like mm-hmm. you're in the matrix, but you don't know you're in the matrix. It's the weirdest thing ever. So regardless, I was able to quit a job by just replacing my income. I just filled up my calendar for the rest of the year. I started saying, I said, are um, you say no when I had to work? Like, oh no, Jalen, Jalen. Oh man, Brandon, can you give me the call? I said, no, I can't, I, I can't do it. I'm not available. Cause I had to work. But then I just started saying yes to everything. I said, what'd happen if I just start accepting everything? Hey Brandon, you available? hmm Yep, I'll be there. <laughs> Even though I gotta work, mm-hmm, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> and start, I just said yes to everything and then start taking the positive. Yeah, I'll take this. Just give me a thousand dollar deposit. I'll be there. Before you know, I look back at my calendar, I'm like boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh snap. I gotta do something. Either I'm gonna go and, and do these weddings and quit the job, or I'm gonna have to tell them I can't do that wedding. I was just playing. I was trying to test in the market.
3: And, so, I mean, once you had that money though, it was more of a motivator. Cause like you said, you getting paid a thousand dollars for this job versus now nah, that's a deposit. On, well, yeah, a thousand dollar deposit for the job. That's but that's before you even know. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you're working that whole year waiting on that 25 cents, so just doing the math on it, a 25 cent raise at $19, you're getting paid a thousand dollars more in the year. And that's just to solidify that mentality, like how you said the way we thinking, like you getting a thousand dollar deposits. On these jobs, like you probably didn't even look at the math on it, like, damn, like the 25 cent raise, that's this. Like, yeah. I'm getting this every time somebody booked.
2: Yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure
3: at that point, like the wheel started turning in. Yeah. It was
0: like, oh, yeah. So I never connected those two as far as the jobs that I can get and they'll pay for that a thousand dollars. I was more so like, oh, it's an extra thousand dollars. So instead of making 34, I get made 35,000. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what that was going to do for me, but I was like excited. Like, yo, this is dope. I'm about to blow up. So imagine if 10 years, I might be able to get 40,000. You know what I mean? After five years, I might be able to get, you know, 40,000 or whatever. So it's like, I don't know, man, you really have to, um, and I started changing my mindset about watching like motivational videos, started reading books, right? Because at that time I had read my first book since high school. So I might be like 27 at the time. I haven't read a book since maybe high school, maybe 16, 17, 18, right? I need something to be able to, people can say you need to read. I'm like, well, I don't like reading. Right. I didn't think I like reading because people are reading the Harry Potter and all that. I don't want to read that. I want to read some real stuff. Right. So then um, the first book that I read was, it wasn't the average Robert Kiyosaki. It wasn't, the, you know, it, it wasn't that. It was just, a, I went to the library and I typed in, I might type typed in Entrepreneur or something. And this book came up, 10 distinctions between entrepreneurs and employees. Mm. And all it did, and it's crazy because I felt like it was a book just for me. And I don't think Everybody was like, oh, this is a book you need. I don't, I don't know if it's a recommendation. I don't know if it's for everybody. It was for me. Like God gave a book for me. So it, all it was a short book by the 80 page book. All it did was gave me 10 distinctions between those two. Like, you know, entrepreneurs take risks, employees don't. You know, entrepreneurs are, you know, are fearless and, you know, whatever. And I just started realizing that that's, oh, that's me. Everything on the entrepreneur box checked off. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was kind of like I was in this place where I didn't know who I was until I read that book. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Where you know how they said a story like, oh, you can't be eagle, you know, hanging out with chickens and those type of analogies. And I was like, that's crazy. I was bigger than what I thought it was. I just didn't know it. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever told me.
3: Mm -hmm. So you had this as a side hustle for five years. Mm -hmm. Then like it was like, oh, man, I could turn this to a business. I'm glad like I just want to drill it home because like everybody wants stuff to happen right now, right now, right now. Like it took. You time to learn and build up your business, and then you got to a point where you could replace
0: it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It's a transition with everything, man. I don't believe in the immediate, like, oh, tomorrow we're just gonna cold turkey, everything tomorrow. We're just gonna do it. I'm going vegan t- today. Like, wait a minute, can we try? Can we? Hello, can we <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's try that first. You know, <laughs> everything is a-, a transition. So when everybody believes in saying, like, oh, just go ahead and jump off the clip. I'm not jumping off the clip, Just jump out there. Mm-mm. I'm going to wait see what's over there. I'm going to start climbing down slow first. Mm-mm. So I'm saying everything is a transition. So it's very like the business is easier than you think because especially at the age we're in now, everyone needs it. Mm-hmm. Everyone so if you're a photographer and videographer, man, in a matter of months, like when I started my class, because I knew that everyone needed it, you know, a little over two years ago, people were like, quit quitting their job in a matter of months. Like took all the mistakes that I was, you know, I didn't know I was, you know, sitting around, not thinking I could turn this thing into an actual business. Because I always thought of it as a side hustle.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: just something I just do on the side. You know what I mean? Cause come from where I come from, you don't have business. You just have things you do on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, what's well, just something I do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I just wash cars, I make a couple hundred dollars washing cars. Cause you need extra stuff. Cause a lot of times your job is not enough. You need extra stuff to be able to help you pay the bills. And that's why I was raised on. You do that, and then if you could do some extra stuff on the side, make some money, go cut some grass, go do something, you go do that. Make an extra hundred, two hundred dollars, that was it. Right? But I didn't realize that I didn't know that it could turn into a business. There was nobody to look up to and say, oh, look at the stuff I'm doing. Now you can look at YouTube and like, I guess your thing was, your success would be I could be a famous YouTuber. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're not about to, you know, actually take photography and blow up doing portraits, blow up doing, you know, music videos or whatever. You know what I mean? It's only a few people, right? But then who's somebody around you can touch and say, listen, this person's doing it. And you can see the super regular, right? Regular person, grew up in, you know, grew up in poverty, struggling, just a regular black dude. I'm like, man, if he can do it, then a lot of other people can do it as well.
2: Mm. And I kind of want to go a little bit deeper into those five years where you were just like working and laying your foundation with it. How long were you doing those music videos for? About how many years did you strictly do music videos? About three years. So after those three years, like you said, you had the thought, I don't want to go in a trap house anymore. What made you come up with, you know, there's other industries that I can go into. How did you figure out? You know, I can start doing films, or I can start doing these commercials. What, where did that idea come from? Huh?
0: That's a crazy question, right now. That transition—I've never got asked that question. I wanted to do something different, right? So I mentioned I didn't want to be in a trap house, and on top of that, I didn't want to be around a lot of negativity. Not saying music videos or rap videos are negative, but the man, people- call it like
2: it is, man. man. <laughs> that, that shit, shit is, is negative. It's, it's- <laughs> It's ass, it's ass,
0: shit. ass it's like guns, and, gun, totally and drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, no well, since. okay, so it is very few. It's very few of them that are positive, right? I can't really think of it, but it's the it ones I, that, the like the one I was, the, I was oh, tracking.
3: i be rapping, he just standing there, you know, it might just be him rapping by himself with that backdrop and stuff, but for the moment,
2: yeah, it'd be, be, be
0: weird, it. bro. You get a call and they're like, yeah, bro, you know, it's going to be, you know, 40 of us out there on the railroad tracks. You're standing there, tank top's on
2: we guns.
0: You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what we, why is everybody coming? Why is everybody pulling up today? Do we have a treatment that it's like, I can't operate this thing like a business with the type of clients I was attracting. I mean, mm-hmm. clients I was attracting. I said, this ain't, this ain't working out.
2: That's the interesting part that you just touched on. The clients you how, what, how, how, how was that? attract
0: those
3: new N- clients? Not
2: even just not the new clients. How was that working with those clients? Because we know like, when are we in the streets, so people want to do things certain ways like, oh, yeah, look, I'm going to get you right now, my boy. Like, how was that navigating the music industry with certain clients like that?
0: It was weird. Like, it's like it actually taught me. Like, it taught me what I didn't want and how not to because I still operate this thing as like a business. Like I was still trying to even I would take like I would try to do like a 200 like $400, $300 for a shoot. Or I'll take $150 deposit, you know, make sure I get paid right down on the same day whatever, like I'm doing professional stuff, but on their end, I'm giving them treatments and everything. You know what I mean? You call you a whole drug dealer. And I'm over here writing out a whole treatment for you, which is a storyline for your video. Like actually trying, I'm showing it with likes. I'm like, man, my man. So I'm trying to be professional. Cause this is like, it's cool. Right. It's cool. And actually you should do it as a business, but I just didn't get treated. Like they was like, yeah, this dude was dope. You can get this dude to come over and do this. But it wasn't like me being professional, right? It didn't translate on the other end, like, oh, I want to be professional to you. Mm-hmm. It was it like, nah.
2: the value that you was giving them.
0: Yeah, I was like, I want to get on the phone. I want to talk, you know, about business right now, but I don't want to talk about hoes right now. You still talking about, hey, man, what's, hey, 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 bro, bro, you got them hoes coming through? Hello? Hello? Are we we doing the shoot? Hold on, hold on, bro. Hey, bro, bring them down, bags down. Break them dime bags.
2: I'm like... I'm not trying to go to jail today. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey bro, you think we should have some dime, some some dime bags in the shoe? No, no, bro. Let's let's not let's let's not do that. We don't have to do that. Nah, bro. I'm gonna go and do it anyway. Hey, bro, bring the cocaine. Oh <laughs> man,
3: you out here trying to get caught up with, for a damn music video type shit? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nah, it wasn't yeah, I- just, just extreme. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? It was just like this, like yo. I'm like this is not what I'm. I don't I don't need to do this. Now mind you, now I don't I. We all know about the trap. You know what I'm saying? My brother's been, you know, I grew up in a trap like my entire life. You know what I mean? So, like, that's not what I'm concerned with. I'm like, I want to work with people who are not in the trap. Mm-hmm. Been in the trap so long. Can you work with somebody who's not in the trap, please? Is there any rapper that's not trappers? You know what I'm saying? Can we have somebody get some positive to get something else? And like, I want to be, I just wasn't able to tell my story. So, here's what helped the transition. I know it's a long situation. Oh, no. Yeah. Me- okay. What helped me transition was because I wasn't able to tell my story. I only tell my story based off of your song. Hmm. Okay. So not my story, but a story I want to tell. So you will give me a song, you know, some in the um, strip club. And I'm like, I'm way more creative than this. I don't have to do a strip club. And, it's, and I try to make it creative. Instead of going to strip club, let's do something different How about let's rob a bank or something, right? And I'm writing out these different stories and I'm like, man, I need you to do, I don't want to have something dictate off nobody else's song. I want to do something that I can create that whatever story, it's not based off a song, I can create it. And this is to be the end product, right? So it's always... I can't create nothing new because whatever your song is, I got to write it based off of that. We Mm -hmm. doing strip club. We in the trap. We doing whatever. You know, I don't know how many songs you can do about jumping up or down in the street. (laughs) Jumping in the street, jumping in the street, jumping, 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 jumping in the street. I'm like, all right, bro. So first thing we're going to have to do, we're going to get some jump rope. We're going to have to get, uh, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Got to get some jump rope. We got to get some pogo sticks. We're going to need a couple of those. Um, Some
2: trampolines. Yeah, some trampolines out
0: there.
2: I feel
3: you. You got like, you had a vision. Yeah. And you could never really express your vision. So like like with the making that transition, like how was it finding those roles? Like with film, you were writing out the films yourself or like the, so it was all like independent films that you produced yourself?
0: Oh yeah, man, it was crazy. I didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, I am stopped doing that. So I actually, I rolled out. A script, and it wasn't script, it wasn't like a, like, script, you know how it be like uh, it was a professional script writing, basically what I'm saying. I wrote out a dope story that I felt that it was dope, something about a homeless girl, right? I went on Craigslist, and I said, listen, I'm doing a casting call, I need all these people. I need actors, boom, 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 and everybody showed up for free.
2: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
1: This is ludicrous.
0: For free? For free.
2: I feel like people would do some stuff like that. Like, they want to act. People want to I just want to be on the movie. They, I want to be on the, in the movie, right?
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. It's a lot of... It's Even in that industry, like, there's a lot of people who... From even the crew, we're talking about directors, lighting people. They want to be in this industry, but the big guys won't give them a chance. I'm mm-hmm. like, shoot, well, I'll do How about Let's create something within us, right? Everybody showed up. I literally became a producer and a director within a matter of weeks. I was like, okay. And they said, all right, hey, director, what you need us to do? um okay um what you doing right now you know what i'm saying like you don't know it's like yo nobody's ever came up to me saying like yo look at me as an authority say hey you the producer it's your business man what you think about this shot i'm like um it looked good maybe what you think you know what i'm saying it was just it's just awkward syndrome yeah yeah so after a while i started to adapt and say you know what i can do this i can do this Produce, I can do this it, the thing, and now I got a whole cast and crew for whatever, for whenever I can get people to come out. And I realized the key to actually doing that too. So the people who want to do um who do films, the first idea was I offer people meal credit and a copy. So you get fed on set, okay. You get credit. This thing called IMDb Pro, okay. Which if you look it up, that's where all the actors and all this stuff. You can get other jobs and all this stuff, right? It's like um maybe like where your your resume is uh
2: like uh, a LinkedIn for yeah. actors.
0: Yes. Yes. For actors, whatever. Anywhere in the, in the movie industry, you can be there. And then, um, and then credit, meal, and the copy. So that means you need the copies that you can show this is a film I was a part of, whether I was a user for my reel or things in nature, right? So you offer people uh, these things so that way they can, these are things they need to be able to get to that certain place. So now when people say, oh, I can't do a film, I can't, you know, you can literally start from there and say, "Listen, I don't really have any money. If I do, maybe 50 dollars. But it's all about getting this project done. We can shoot a short film in a, you know, in an entire weekend. You will get a copy. You will get credit. So now it's the benefit for you because now your portfolio is adding up, and you got a copy of all the films you did. So now when you go to a high-end director, you get to show our stuff that um, you did. Mm-hmm. The first one cost was less well, than a thousand dollars. I did like a fourteen-minute film for less for less than a grand.
2: Mm-hmm. That's dope." Can you tell me what was the name of that website again?
0: IMDb Pro. It's I, M is in Mary, uh, D is in Delta, and B is in Bravo. IMDb.
2: Pro. So IMDb Pro. How did you
0: get? Oh, well, mine just be IMDb. I think Pro your Pro account. So it's actually just IMDb.
2: What's good, family? Jalen here. I have some great news to share with you. We have recently launched BWR Academy the number one online school and community focused on teaching personal finance and wealth building principles. By becoming a member, you will gain access to premium financial education covering the topics of credit and financing, debt repayment strategies, retirement planning. That's right, we're going over 401ks, IRAs, and everything in between. Life insurance, we'll be having weekly budgeting and accountability calls, and so much more. You will also gain access to a powerful network, For years we have been preaching, your net worth is your net worth. So here's your chance to increase your social capital. We will be having many of our previous podcast guests coming back to teach exclusive classes that can only be found through BWR Academy. We have also partnered with Capital, a premier financial app that will allow you to participate in our quarterly savings challenge. We have a goal of helping a thousand families save one million dollars collectively. We'll make sure that you are not a part of the 74 percent that cannot afford a thousand dollar emergency. So if this sounds like the type of environment you would like to be a part of, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the show notes. Make sure you sign up now because spots are extremely limited. See you in the academy. How did you get the knowledge to say, I can give you credit on that website?
0: Well, I started looking at what other people was like offering. I said, look what other people was offering. Everybody was offering. Okay. We can get credit and all this stuff. I'm like, what's it looking at? Like what is casting calls and things of that nature? So when I went to IMDB and I was like, well, how do you get this? Well, it says right there. You can create a pro account for $150 a year. And simple. So, like it, this.
2: Yeah.
0: I was like, Oh, 150. I can get people credit. Okay. You got go through no loops, no holes. You got you, you to talk to at Washington. watched it? Simple. <laughs> I paid $150 to start off people credit.
3: So from there, you found a creative way to source your own cast. And I love that because it's beneficial to mm-hmm. both of y'all because y'all both building out y'all portfolio. So from that portfolio, like how many films did you do before you, you found your way transitioning into
2: the uh, commercials? and uh, Yeah, the
3: commercials and then the wins. wins.
0: Yeah, I did like three. I did three like uh, short films and like two web series. I've did some I camera crew stuff for some other films and things of that nature. But between those five projects, I realized that being creative is not helping me get paid. Mm. I realized that being creative is not helping me get paid because now I can do all these ideas and all that, but I don't know what to do with it. Right. It's a lot of photography videographers out here that are super, super creative, but they're broke. They're super, super talented, but they're broke. I don't have any business structure. I don't have it. I'm just out here shooting stuff because it looks cool. I want to do stories. I want to do all the stuff. I want to just share my ideas. But that's not enough. You need a business model. You need a pricing model, right? You need to understand how to operate this thing as a business. Now I was just like doing it, and money was coming out the drain. I was like, I ain't got no money coming back. I don't know how to create a return on investment, right? So I said, I need to go into something. Now I stopped doing that because I need to go into something that's going to pay me. So now I'm back into searching for different things, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where people just call me and say, Hey, can you do this? And I'm like, Yeah, I can do whatever. Now I'm in a limbo where this is what a lot of people fell at. So now I do three different things. I do commercials. I do films and I do music videos. Although I haven't done one in a while, maybe a year or whatever. So, but I still do this. So now people don't trust me because I'm doing multiple things.
3: Mm.
0: It's like, Oh, I want to call you to do my music video. you look at my website, it's everything on the site. You got music videos on there. You got a baby shower on there. You got a funeral video on there. It's like, well, how do I trust that you can do the job that you said that you can do? You know what i mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I tell people every time that you Let's say you are doing multiple niches as a photographer or videographer. Every time you post a different niche in there, it's a decrease in your pay. Mm. Okay? Yeah,
3: I bet that's contrary to popular belief, I bet.
0: It is. It is. I didn't realize it was, right? Because I've been through it already. And then when I started doing this thing in niche, notice when through this storyline, notice I've been doing one thing at a time up until this point. Mm -hmm. And they've both been successful, essentially.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right? Or in my level of success. One thing at a time it was only in this point in my life where I was doing three things where it didn't work out. Hmm. It's something, why this ain't working? I'm thinking if I do multiple things, that's multiple monies. You know what I mean? <laughs> multiple things, is multiple monies at the same time. I'm not saying you don't need to do multiple streams. It's a process for that. But I was like, these multiple things is multiple money. So I'm like, boom. I do commercials for a lot of money. I can charge people to do their films for a lot of money. And I can charge people to do music, music videos. The problem was the trust wasn't there. I can't trust that you can do this. Oh, I do everything. Right. So as opposed to me getting, you know, maybe a $500 for a music video, right? Well, actually people might budget it for more, maybe 15, 2000, right? They say, yeah, well, I see, you know, other stuff. I don't want to know if if I'm I'm going to take my chance with all of my money. I might give them 250. I might give them 200, right? Meaning if you go to the uh, mechanic shop and you got a Mercedes, right? But this mechanic said he works on everything. You look at it a lot, it's a whole bunch of cars out there. He got Hondas, Toyotas, he got Mercedes out too. Everything's out there, right? He said, Listen, I'm gonna go and do your brakes, your engine, whatever transmission for two thousand dollars. And He's like, Dope, oh, okay, that's what's up. Now, if you went in the same day, went to a Mercedes dealership, right? Or Mercedes, just a guy named Mercedes, his name is Mercedes, he got Mercedes on the lot. His granddaddy named Mercedes, and he drove Mercedes. He worked on Mercedes that morning when you rolled up on him, he was working on Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I'm going with him, he's gonna charge more. He's gonna charge more, He gonna charge three grand. But he know them damn Mercedes. Now, you got a job interview tomorrow. You got to be able to take your kids back and forth to daycare. Are you going to miss it do everything? Or are you going to miss the Mercedes?
2: I'm going to miss the Mercedes.
0: I'm going to miss the Mercedes. You know what I'm saying a lot of people don't want to take their chance And this like, man, I would much rather go to the specialist. Right? I'm a pay a premium, right? But I'd much rather go to the specialist. So once I figured it out, not only Can I charge more for being a specialist? It's easier to get jobs. Mm. It's easier. You come in and say I got Mercedes. Anybody who got a Mercedes just come through, I got you. And then you start weeding everybody out. The problem is people think, oh man, we not too many people. Oh, I'm trying to get these music video jobs too. I'm trying to get this too. No, it's a decrease in pay. Do one thing and charge more, right? Do you want $2,000 for a wedding or do you want $500 for a wedding, right? Do you want to do $500 for a wedding, $500 for a music video, $500 for this? Uh, for a film or do $2,000 for a wedding. That's it. So once you start to see that shit, I mean, this is major for anybody. And just not even just
3: videography. This is just in In general. Dre talked about that as well. Ditching down. Whenever you niche down, you create more opportunities because I think that biggest thing you said in there was that creating that trust. Whenever you show consistently, like you got clients that say, oh, he did this wedding amazing. Oh, my wedding was great too. And all I'm looking at and seeing is weddings. It's a lot easier for me to pick you versus dude that, like you said, he got the funeral video first and then he got the music video second. Like, ah, uh, I think I'm going to go with this person.
0: Yeah. And guess what? You start doing all these things, your funeral video start looking like a wedding. Mm. Your creativity starts
2: uh, mingle Because you're mashing and then you're going into too many different sections. Yep. So yep. how long it took for you to realize that I need to niche down and get in one lane?
0: I didn't know to after I started doing... what So I've always did one thing at a time only until this particular point. This particular point, I was doing three things and it wasn't working, right? So I'm doing a lot, but my bank account didn't change, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, oh, okay, this is supposed to be more. And I'm like, I'm doing... I'm like, why is it... The bank account still the same. Is it people, less jobs? I'm like, what is going on? So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just need to drop everything and just do weddings. There was this thing that came out, called uh, Thumbtack. It was a service platform where you can actually, I don't know if it's actually out or around now.
2: It's still around. Notaries is getting booked Thumbtack. Yeah.
0: So what's crazy is, you know, somebody told me about it and I was like, yo, this right here is dope. And I'm looking on it and I'm looking at the job. I'm like, maybe I'm going to come in here and maybe do some commercial for them. Right. Since they don't really, um, you know, it's a new platform. Maybe there's not enough for them to see and, and not trust me. So I'm looking at it. And there's a whole bunch of weddings on here. I'm like, dang, that's a whole bunch of weddings on here, but I ain't never did no wedding. So now I got to do a wedding for the love. You know, do exactly what I did when I first started. It's exact same process. Do something for cheap or for free. Get the portfolio up and then you can start charging more. So I said, you know what? Let me go start doing this. Well. So I found somebody who I did a wedding for $300. And then it took a chance on me, thank God. Then after that, my next wedding was $400. I just need to get this portfolio up so I can show all these weddings on this particular thing. I started changing it on the little thumbtack. joint. And said, listen, I don't do all these different things. I'm just put wedding. That's it. The first it was commercial. I'll do everything. I put all the portfolio When I start taking it down. I said, this ain't working. Let me just put up here this one way. And then I put the other one up there that was 400. And then I put the other one up there that was 800, right? But I went and talked to people who I charged um, 800, right? Price was going up. I said, why did you go with me as a videographer for your wedding? I'm talking to the bride. But she was like, well, you had everything I needed. You had the drone, you had whatever, cameras and all that, but you were just the uh, cheapest. So I budgeted it for $1,500. You had everything I needed, but you were just cheaper.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, when I tell you I was hot,
2: they let you know that you was undervaluing yourself.
0: Undervalued. So then I said, you know what? I'm about to bump it up, right? And I put and I got this thing called wedding wire, right? And then I started putting my services in different places in D.C., in Maryland, in Philly, in Florida, in all these places. People started contacting me and said, "Hey, can you travel out here to whatever Indiana?" I said, "Yeah, I'll be there." But you know, I'm gonna charge. Them. I'm gonna charge you $1,200. They said, "I bet." So I'm flying to the place. I'm charging $13, $1,500. And they're writing reviews saying, hey, hurry up and book this guy because he doesn't realize he can charge more. They're writing the end review. Damn. I'm like, no, first of all, don't treat me like a cheap hoe. First of all, <laughs> ain't no cheap hoe. I can charge a little more. You know what I mean? I was going to DMV area every weekend. Like, man, I'm like, man, I'm the man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at it. I'm charging, you know, eight hundred to 2000 now. So I'm like, first of all, I'm going killing kill them. Every time I go somewhere. So then I look at what other people are charging out there. The reason why they're coming to me because I'm the cheapest, even from Atlanta, me traveling there for $2,500 is still cheaper because the people in the DMV area for weddings charge four to six grand for a wedding. Damn. Wow. And I'm like, I'm thinking I'm killing it, but I'm not. I'm just cheap. Now, the value is still there. It's like super, super value for cheap. You know what I mean? That's like going to Ruth's Chris and you got, you know, $10 steaks. You know what I mean? You know, like, I'm killing it. Like, do you know you could do done $100 of steaks, right? All the other houses killing it. And I'm over here like, man, my stakes just went up from 10 to 15 dollars a stake. I'm killing right now. They're like, listen, bro, we just went up to 120. A stake? You know what I'm saying? So just not realizing I can charge more, man. Realizing once you become a specialist, and you can charge more, you should do so.
2: Mm. Mm, that's powerful.
3: So you realize you could charge more, like you got all the testimonies for people, because you kind of answer some of what I wanted to ask along the lines of like marketing your service. So obviously you said you put together your portfolio based on your previous work with people like SD and you would kind of get their reviews and do that. Mm-hmm. Were you hosting like all it just on those types of websites or did you have your own website and stuff
0: too? No website. Man. No website. You know, so all people need to see is your portfolio. That's a middle, right? A lot of photographers always think, man, first I need to do, you know, get a camera, get a website, right? I've done doing this thing for 10, 11 years, no website. It's so not you me.
2: still don't have a website.
0: No, not for me. No, I don't know. Okay. Like okay. I, I got my cleaning crate one. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's public. I don't know what's happening right now. No, nobody has went to my website or went to a website and booked me for a photography, photography service.
2: That's wild.
0: Period. Now for my weddings, I created a now some sites I think is proper. So for weddings, I had a website or still have a website for the weddings, but people still don't book there. They go to like either a wedding wire or some along those lines, a, another portfolio site where hmm. it's trusted. Okay. This site specializes in weddings, right? Another trusted site to be able to book through
2: there. Hmm. So I'm going to ask you, like, I'm a new photographer or videographer in the game. Brandon, I just picked up a camera. I just got me this Canon EOS. You know, I've been shooting for about five months now, and uh, I've been shooting my friends, you know, like you say, I've been practicing, but I'm trying to really start making this money. What would you say, okay, this is how you need to lay your foundation down so you can make sure... You're going to perform to the best of your ability.
0: Yep. First thing I would tell them is to get a niche. Get a niche first. Mm-hmm. Once you get a niche and have an industry to specialize in, you go and put the industry all over your Instagram, all of your Facebook only. Hmm. From there, you reach out to other people and say, listen, I can do this for you at a discounted price. Okay. And then the way you would discounted is let's say you want it to get, you know, you want, you want $500 for a shoot. Okay. You tell them the prices, 700 or whatever, and you give them a percentage off and you still get a 500 that you want. Okay. Mm. And when you send the invoice, you still tell them, you still show an invoice with the percentage off. So now when they start referring people, they can't tell you I paid $500. You see right there on the invoice, there is 700. So now you get to raise your price without trying to find out how I'm going to raise my prices. Your price was already $700 anyway.
2: Mm. Did that make sense? Yeah. That's very smart.
0: Yeah. So because you got to think, Big business doing all the time. I get a lot of my ideas from, because there's nothing else to pour from. I got to pour from other business owners that I hang around with or just big business, period. Right? So I look at, you know, Chick-fil-A. Right? They're very, very simple. You go to Chick-fil-A, you either going to get chicken or you can get chicken. Which one you want?
2: All salad. Or you can get a salad with chicken. I was just about
3: yeah, to say, but it got wrong. chicken. <laughs> chicken. Chicken is the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Like picking your your thing.
0: Yeah. So once you go there, it reduces a lot of confusion, it reduces a lot of creativity and create a, a system for it. Right. I'll also tell them to stop being so um creative, right? And stop thinking like a photographer. Like a lot of photography photographers, they won't be like super, super creative. Stop doing it, right? Stop thinking like a photographer. As long as you keep thinking like a photographer, you'll get paid like one, right? Mm-hmm. You need to get paid like a business owner, right? This is a business. You're going to get a music video, that comes in this particular template format. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. This way it comes in a particular format. Once you start the vary away from that, you don't see Chick-fil-A switching up their sandwiches, right? So you know what? Instead of doing this chicken sandwich, we're going to throw a chicken. We're going to throw a burger in there, right? We're going to throw some cinnamon toast crunch in there, a little bit of motor oil. And instead of that top bun being actually that regular bun, we're going to throw some white bread on there, okay? But we ain't going to stop there. We're going to get some sliced apples, throw it on top because I feel I want to be creative today. And then that's when I'll be your number one. But somebody just came from there and said that I got number one that sandwich was delicious. You come there, I got a different sandwich, mm. right? When people come to you, they want that exact same look, right? They mm-hmm. want that exact same sandwich. So if I took a picture of the railroad tracks or whatever, oh, my friend is a dope shop. And when they book you, they want something similar to what they just seen. You know what I'm saying? Let's say you see them Jays online, right? You see some shoes online that you want. You go there, the Jays look different.
2: I ain't buying them shits.
0: I don't want them. I want the same shoes. I thought, man, y'all, y'all catfish me. You fish me. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so just being very simple and creating a template because that's the way big business do it. Like when I started working at McDonald's at 16, I thought I was going to get trained by actual person to do like the burgers and all that. No, they took me to the back and showed me a video for two hours. I came out a whole fry cook like SpongeBob. <laughs> I came out a whole fry cook, bro. I was like, oh, I guess I know how to do this here. Yeah, yeah, it's real simple. Press a little thing down, boom, flip it, put it on the sound, you're done. No training. I was like, oh, well, hey, I didn't realize that that's what big business do. They got a system in place
3: hmm right. setting up systems is key super yeah. duper key you plan to succeed in any type of business because especially like you just said like whenever you don't have systems it's real easy to fall into the what being inconsistent with shit because like,
0: you don't have your own criteria Mhm. yep i'll just do whatever i feel creative today so what happened if you stopped being so creative that happened to me right it happened I- to everybody you know what I'm saying? So I could be in a spot where I can get your video back quickly. I can get your video back in, you know, a couple of days. But now if I lose my creative juices, damn, what am I going to do today? Oh, why take so long? I'm just still thinking about what I'm going to do to this video. Two months, you ain't got your video back yet because I got creative block.
2: It
0: mm. doesn't make sense. Create a template, create a system and say, listen, you're going to get the Chick-fil-A of videos. And the same way that person one liked this video Every person that refers them, they won't like the exact same video because they're all getting the same thing.
2: Mm. So you might have some people that be like, but that person doesn't want to be like everybody else. Maybe they want to look a little different.
0: Oh, well, that should go to somebody else.
2: <laughs> Simple like that. Not everybody your customer.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can go to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because you came to me and, you know, now, of course, you can make it different as you want to, but you don't want to get too much outside the box. You're not telling people, but don't, like, don't put your ideas out there, right? But if you get in a spot where you still feel like a lot of time, that's not the reason. A lot of time it's them. The photographer wants to be creative. and If you want to be creative so bad, do it on your stuff, right? Don't do it on the client stuff. The client's getting a Chick-fil-A sandwich. You can be cheesecake creator if you want to, okay? With a whole bunch of crap on the menu, but let the clients get what your industry is template or, you know, systemized for, right? The system you created for on your business. If you want to be creative, you can be creative. Like I do creative stuff for me, right? Because what happens is I start being extra Creative and people wouldn't like it,
3: and that's when Crazy. you find your next addition to something, right?
0: Yeah. So wait, say so again.
3: That's like whenever you find like your next addition. Like if you would to like, I see what you're saying. Like if you're thinking about something creative, yeah, it on your personal Instagram or like your personal brand, and you yeah. share, it, and if your people. Your customers that still engage with you because you did them How work. can I get that?
0: Yeah, they're going to be like, branding. I, I need that yeah, deluxe yeah. chicken sandwich. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now we can do that. I know we're talking about chicken today, but I'm just saying we can definitely do that. But the thing is, you should do that creativity stuff on your own, right? On your own stuff. And of course, you could definitely add it as an addition. But what happened was, I was like, you know what? I want to make everything different. When I started making everything different, adding a different, like I was saying earlier, adding the apples on there. And the, the cinnamon toast or crunch on there and they didn't like it like i don't like no nah, i don't like to come try stuff but i could have just gave them the chicken the bun and the pickles and it would have been just fine right it decreased the editing process because it would take me a long time to edit only because i'm thinking and trying to think be seem new trying to be so everything has to be new and different and then i would do it will take two weeks everything is new i sent to listen man you're gonna love it i did more stuff from on this one than anything else I threw the that I usually don't do. I threw uh whatever this stuff on there, thirst on there I usually don't do. I put this shot in there that I usually don't do. It's my creative work yet. What you think? Mm-mm, I don't like this. I paid you for the video that I want. Why'd you why you throw it in there?
2: Ridiculous. I was trying to be creative.
0: You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be creative, right? But creative doesn't necessarily lead to more money. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So moving forward, after I want to go back to whenever you were about to quit that job, okay. that plant job. Oh man. What was that mindset like? Like you said, you know, you just started taking it and you yeah. looked up and your calendar was filled. Yeah. You go back to your woman where, you know, you were out of work before. So how did she react this time? What well, she was like, you know, babe, I see what you're doing now. Like, go for it. Or you uh, need to stay your ass at that damn plant.
0: Yeah, it was very mixed. That year was bananas. So the exact same year, 2016, I got a DUI, right? I spent my first night in jail, right? had to you know, pay a lawyer six grand. My wife needed surgery at this time as well. So during the time I wanted to quit, she needed to get surgery done. So all the health insurance was on me. So it wasn't that she didn't want me to leave because she didn't support me. It was like, what am I going to do about this surgery? What am I going to do with this health insurance? Right? And I'm feeling like, you know what? I just need to go ahead and do this. All, all these things are on my back. Okay. So like I said, I read the book. I started watching video, you know, Eric um, Thomas, David Shands, and all these entrepreneur um, YouTube videos. Right. And started learning more about entrepreneurship and I'm feeling a little more confident. But only till I started getting those other gigs that actually helped me that should say, you know I just need to go ahead and quit once I started developing a mindset. Because I couldn't quit without having the mindset. So with reading and watching these videos, it helped me develop a mindset to be able to quit. Because before then I wasn't able to do it without the right mindset. Okay. So meaning when I said I had this um this, this DUI. So now it's hard for me to quit now because now I got to pay this lawyer. I also got my dream car, right? that I've been proudful about on um, letting go, this one was draining me, right? I had this Jaguar and it was killing me every month. Not only the payments, but it was always something wrong with the car. And I couldn't afford it necessarily, but I wanted to keep stunting, right? So, um, you know, I was stunting, but I didn't have like the radar don't work, the coolant was leaking all this stuff. But from the outside, I was still stunting. You in get inside, you're like, bro, don't let this stuff in here work, bro. Why are you still riding it? But I don't want to, you know, what will people say when you tell everybody, you know, hey, I got this job. Or, hey, I got this car and you got to get rid of it. Hey, I just got married, but then I just got divorced. Hey, I got this house, but it just got foreclosed on. You don't want that feeling of people at the job saying like you a failure. So mm-hmm. I said, man, I'm just going, whatever I got to do, man, I got to keep this thing. So they got to the point where I said, you know what? In order for me to be able to do these other jobs that I need to do, I need to get another camera. So I sold the car and I bought a camera. So now I got two cameras and I got a better camera for me to be able to go and do these jobs that I want to do in the future. So that's the first idea I had to make a sacrifice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, that... I also uh, changed my mindset. that's to reading and watching, you know, videos, self-help videos strictly for me. And then three, I was talking to my attorney. Right. And he was like, uh, when you get a DUI, right, it's very hard to get another job. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to need it. That's my thing. Like it was easy for me to go and get a job. Right. So we go into court multiple times and I start to realize, like, you know, I'm thinking about quitting this year. What if I don't? How much was DUI affect me? I forgot. What the D.Y. was going to affect, right? Because I'm thinking like, first of all, I'm a good person. I spent my night in jail. I don't want people looking at my record saying, like, "Oh, you a bad person." So I went to the lawyer for the final time, and I said, "Now, what happened again? If like, when the DUI was on my record, like, let's say we didn't win this case, and the D.Y. was on my record, it's oh yeah, it'd just be tough for you to get a job. But what if I don't have like, what if I don't have a job?" He said, "You never know when you'll need another one." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what if it actually works out, right? Because he put his beliefs on me." Right. Mm-hmm. He believed that everyone is going to always need a job. You never know. You're going to get into a place where you're just not going to make it. You're going to always need to be able to have your record clean so you can get a job somewhere. Right. But I didn't realize you don't necessarily need to actually go to a place to get employment. You can, it's so many side hustles and stuff, so much stuff that you can do to actually make money. You know what I mean? But I didn't know that. I was just thinking, like, something ain't something right. So going back to where my wife was feeling, she wanted to support me, but she was like, no, you can't. At that particular time, she couldn't because of uh, the surgery. That she had to do. Right. But then I told myself, I feel like it's going to get to a time where this is the only time where I had to make a decision without no one's help. Because nobody else, no one else, I don't care where, you know, mom, wife, brother, sister, cousin, auntie, no one else was there. Because sometimes you need approval. Mm-hmm. You say, you know, just, hey, I want to start a podcast. What do you think? As soon as I say, brace, you going to do it, you'll feel confident about going and doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, everyone says, nah, I don't know. Mm, you sure? I had looked within myself. It was no, I had no other help. It was me and God. That's it. No other help from no one else. What you gonna do? Right. And so then I just asked myself, well, I told myself, like, I can't live the rest of my life not knowing if this thing's gonna work or not. Okay. I can't do the rest. Like, this right here could be an opportunity, but I would never know it. Whether I jumped out here or not, I was like, you know what? We just gonna do it. And that's when I start taking all the jobs. I said, we're just gonna try. We'll see what happens. Forget it. Everybody loves
1: McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: And then if stuff, you know, falls short, I don't let myself fail. So I'll do whatever I do. Uber, cut grass, sell water bottles, whatever I got to do. But if that just happened, it just happens. So I just literally just put it up, just weighed the options and said, listen, man, I would much rather try it right now at 20 something and then try to figure it out later how I'm bounce back. Because I feel like if I don't make the decision, sure, I could be in here for another, you know, 10 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Man, like you said, man, that taking risks, that's one of the keyest things of entrepreneurship. Yeah. You got to be able to, like, I, I love what you said when that dude was projecting. Because, like, that's I'm another like, that, thing. That happens yeah. a lot. There's like, a major, lot of people project their into, fears on you. When you're going into entrepreneurship, you definitely, like, you got to be able to have that vision. Like you said, it was just nobody but you and God. I feel like that's a, another strong part of it. Like You gotta have faith whenever you're gonna be stepping into this because so many people are gonna project onto you and so many people, like we, even though you want that validation, not everybody gonna see it the way you gonna see it.
2: And they'll be the people that's closest to you. But sometimes, and it's not because they're fearful, sometimes they just wanna protect you and don't wanna see you get hurt.
1: Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Kelly, and I want to say thank you for listening to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, because without you all, we would not be here, and I have a very exclusive announcement to make. We are releasing a brand new show. That's right. We're coming out with a brand new podcast called What's On Your Timeline. We're taking that little segment out of our podcast. We're making it a brand new show exclusively on Patreon, so click the link below. Join our Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You'll get an episode every week of a raw, unfiltered, unedited versions of us. You get to hear from me, Jalen, David, and even Jared. You get to hear what we think about on our timeline. You get to hear what we're into, what are we listening to, what are we learning, and we'll get to even teach some things possibly. And I promise you, you won't regret it. We're going to talk about stocks. We're going to talk about crypto. We're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about the Federal Reserve. Hell, even in this last episode, we talked about Kwame Brown. You know, you're going to get the raw, unedited versions of us, and it is exclusively on Patreon, so click the link below. Check it out. Tell us what you think. If you want to join, like I said, again, click the link below. It's only $5. Literally a dollar, almost a dollar a week, you can get a brand-new episode of What's On Your Timeline. So, And we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Peace out.
2: been thinking about starting a podcast but you don't know exactly where to get started maybe you don't know exactly what equipment you should buy or who you should go through with the hosting platforms well good news i created a course just for you it'll be showing you how to make the fewest mistakes possible on your podcasting journey it's called The Podcaster's Playbook, and it's a total masterclass taught by me, showing you all the techniques and tricks that we use behind the scenes of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. Swipe up now, click the link in the show notes so you can purchase The Podcaster's Playbook.
0: Yeah, bro. It's just like, man, it's so easy. If I Had I just got somebody, y'all could have came in and I said, bro, you should do it. Somebody, just tell me. I can do this. Then I would do it. But nobody was like, you know, man, I don't know. I'm like, come on, bro. I need something. You know what I mean? Give me something. But he was just like, no, I don't. God was like, I'm not going to show you any other signs. You got everything. I gave you everything you need. You looking for signs. You looking all in the sky. Why are you looking for stuff? You got it already. I gave you everything you need. Yeah, but I need more camera. Bro, you got a camera. Well, I'm looking for, you got a house. Well, I need something else. How many signs you need? One's the to hit you upside the head one? (laughs) <laughs> you got everything you need, and it's like you know, what I mean, I'm saying this because I'm that's why I was feeling myself. I was kept looking for, and a lot of times, these are just excuses. I had excuses, and I was looking for approvals when I had everything I needed. God had already approved me before I made a decision.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: God had approved me 10 years ago before I made a decision. You know, what I'm saying, that's it. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we had to give it to you because look,
2: yeah, man, you over man, here spitting some a, high fire, man. <laughs>
3: But Brandon, I also, I had one, another question for you, my brother with you, with the videography business. So you found the lane, you found your niche, and we kind of talked about diversifying later. You turned this videography into multiple businesses afterward. Can you kind of speak to that? Like how, after you found your lane, you can kind of diversify out?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I feel like, you know, especially, so I've been doing a six years at a time and six years at a time when I quit. So it's like, as opposed to me looking for something else, I should just take this videography thing, this videography photography thing until the end of the time. I need to get everything I can out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, I'm going six years, let me go and do something else. No, bro, you better get what you can out of that. You weren't doing that for nothing. Right. So regardless, when I quit, the first person I met was David Chance. Right. So what you want to do is you want to be around other entrepreneurs. Right. And this will help you or be around other like-minded people. Right. I didn't necessarily be around other photographers, and videographers, because they might not be a person you, you want to be around. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Sometimes you run other photography and videography and y'all both struggling. Okay. Y'all both broke. Y'all both trying to figure it out. I don't need to be around nobody that's trying to figure it out. I'm already trying to figure it out. Let me be around some other people, right? Some mm-hmm. other like-minded people that's in the place where I want to be. So I met David Shands. That's one of the people I was watching on, on YouTube. So I met him and then we started to create, I told him I wanted a studio and all this other stuff and we started working together, right? And I'm doing his stuff like for free. Like, yo, whatever you need, I got you because I need to be around these people because I don't know any other entrepreneurs or business owners. So whatever I need to do to be around this, to keep my seat at this table, I'm doing it, okay? So it was only for to be able to get some type of guidance of where I'm trying to go. But that turned into starting a coaching program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, dang, so now I'm shooting this stuff. And I also, I met Eric Tomlin, who was the person I was watching earlier that year, right? So we started a coaching program together, So we came into a partnership. So from actually doing weddings, start a partnership, with David and another girl, Janae, and also Neil at this particular time. We started a coaching program. Then we also, we had to use this money to be able to get a studio. So now, after I quit my job within a year, I had my video business, I had a coaching program, and I also had a studio within a year.
2: Okay?
0: We used the money from the coaching program, charged people from the coaching program, and use that money to be able to pay for the studio. Right. This is a part I actually left out of the story. Two years before that, me and my wife was trying to get a studio, and we couldn't afford it. Well, about $2,000 a month? Heck, I am only making make $2,000. I can't pay for this rent. This is going to be crazy. So then as soon as I got with like-minded people, I was able to get studio within a matter of months, right? So now at this point, we got studio. And then also I'm switching. Now I'm, I'm working with more business owners now. Now I'm hanging on business owners. Now I'm starting to understand business of how this thing works, right? Okay, okay. I see what's happening. We get other stuff to pay for, so for something else. I'm learning more about business as I can be introduced to more and more like-minded people or entrepreneurs. So then I go from there to I'm doing business owners now. And then I start to hire my employees overseas because I need to be able to, to put a system in place. Cause now what happens is you're doing all the editing. Now it's been time where I, me, Jalen, David, we're going to hang out. Actually, I shoot Jalen Davis podcast. Okay. So it's like, all right, let's say I go and shoot Jalen and Davis podcast and then we're going to hang out um that day. And then we may be able to hang out a little bit that night. And then it's like, Hey Brandon, you got that podcast done? No, I'm hanging around with y'all all day. So I realized it's a problem. I can't necessarily, I want to quit my job for more freedom, but I didn't necessarily have any, any freedom because I'm always, got, I'm doing everything. I'm wearing multiple hats. I said, I need to be able to delegate some of these tasks, right? And create a an system for it. So I hired my first employer overseas in the Philippines, right? So I put a process in place and showed them how to edit, showed them how I edit my videos. And, and then from there, if things started to take off as far as me creating an agency now, right? So now I'm like, well, I can turn this thing into something bigger. I can actually you know, I can have faster turnaround times. I can charge more because I already have a premium. And it just, it starts from, I should have a staff now, employees. Right. And then from there, i say, you know, I need to show other people. I don't think I can know, know. I don't know anybody who did this. Right. Now, I definitely have to mention the way I hired people. I didn't just fly out in the Philippines out of nowhere. I mentioned my name, um, Derek Harper, who was also good at building businesses. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, he told me the idea was well, a lot of people told me the idea about getting outsourced. I was like, yeah, I don't see how that works. That makes sense. But when I got with him, we actually flew over there and hired him right there on the spot. Talked to him. Boom. Do who I want. Let me see your work. I'm going to hire you right on the spot.
2: Damn. I was, yeah. Where that you guy follow? at work, man. That's crazy. Yeah. We met and he was like, why
0: don't you just get on editor or something? We just go overseas because I'm actually building something over there. You can just hire somebody over there. I was like, yeah. That don't sound right. That don't make sense. How do you hire somebody? You know what I'm saying? I never hired anybody before. It's weird. And overseas yeah. nonetheless? Yeah. I'm like, I can't hire anybody here to hire my overseas. I'm over there. I'm doing interviews. I'm like, I'm, I'm a whole CEO right now. Doing interviews, and I'm like, yeah, man, I like your work. Let me bring you on. And I come back home, and it's weird because I don't know like what to do. I'm like, do I give him you your stuff or whatever? And we just sit around waiting, and he's like, you know, hey boss, well, what you need me to do? I'm like, I don't know, bro. I never did this before. I don't know what you what you doing right now. I'm waiting on you. Okay, well, uh, I don't know. Let me send you something. Do you know what I'm saying. So then I, I realized like we need to create a system and process for this stuff. I created system process to now I have uh, most editors, virtual assistants, you know, marketing team, everything. But the multiple businesses come from starting one, niche and down. So that's the, I I got the agency. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, no, so I'm sorry, the coaching program, the actual studio, get studio to where it runs automatically by itself. Then you can move over to another industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the studio is running. We got everything in place. We got management. We got everything. We got tools ready. Everything is set up, you know, automated, systemized. Now that's running. Now I can go and do something else, okay? Now I've already got my business run as far as on videos and all that stuff, but now I hired people, so now I need to create a system and process for that. So now that's running without me, or not without me, but maybe less of my time. Now I have time to go and do something else. You know what I mean? So this is how, it, this is how you transition. And then I start um, the class. My shooters can't watch I show other photography videos how to do what I do. But now it's a time where I say, I need to be able to do multiple things right now. And I go right back into that mindset. So I want to build out more of the agency and want to do more stuff at the class wherever at the same time. They both fail.
2: Got to take it one at a time.
0: They both fail. I was already doing both of them. They were doing just fine. I said, you know what? I'm about to, do, I'm about to really max. I'm about to do two things right at the same time. I try to launch two things at the same time. They both fail. At the end of quarter four of uh, 2018, I believe.
2: Yeah. You got to keep on bumping that head sometime.
0: Yeah, bro. So I realized that, that there is a transition. Make sure that you develop everything you need out of this business and get it systemized to where it's running with less of your time or none of it at all. And now you can move over into something else. So let's say you want to do multiple niches. Let's say you're doing wedding photography, but you want to do pet photography. Get into where you got two people doing your weddings. You got somebody going to console calls. You got somebody doing the editing or whatever. Now you got a whole wedding team. You charge people three grand, 3,500. Your team goes out and do the wedding. You got a wedding photography company that's running without you actually being there. Money's coming there from there. Everybody's getting paid, including you. Now you can go out and do pet photography, okay? And do the same process over and over and over again. The problem is you want to do everything, okay? But there's going to be a cap because you're only one person. So you can only make max, you know, two, three, four, five, eight, 10000 a month, $15,000 a month, right? But when you stop trying to keep all the money, you have more time, more freedom, and more money.
2: Mm. Now that's powerful, man. Hey, I love it. Yeah, I do You too. look like you got something you're to say. I,
0: I wanted
3: you to hit the message button again because my brother was Come preaching. On, but message. also, message. this guy. Message. Also, I I know I said that on my last question, but man, you dropping so much on here. I just got to ask you for one of my friends too. Yeah, this question is specific about the studio. You mentioned that you guys started the studio. You got some like minded people together. Yeah. Could you kind of get just a little bit more on the studio, like what it kind of takes to go and get a studio, like um, what would you need, like I guess. Just the
0: kind of like the setup for a studio. Yeah, man, a lot, man. So our studio was more like an event space. So it's a lot of moving parts. You're gonna need a lot of upfront costs. Okay, so I recommend if you're trying to get a studio, you need to have, if not lots of money, money coming in on a consistent basis, right? So you need to be able to have clients. So right now, I work. I do clients. If you have luxury to work in the industry where you get to have clients on a monthly basis, this is something that you can actually use. Because now I can charge clients on a monthly basis, and this could potentially pay for my studio but if you're on and off about because you also have to for us we had to rent out the studio so i guess you got two different options you can either have an event space a studio where other photographers can rent it out or you can have a space where you just can do your actual shoots so we went the event space route now i'm not sure about the other one as far as you got a space and it's just you and all that i already know about that not like a single studio i'm not sure about that but for like a bigger space our space is four thousand square feet And we got event space, two photography areas, conference room, podcast room, two bathrooms. It's a huge space. It's it's a situation. So you have to, man, it's a lot of different uh, barriers without getting too uh, technical. But you want to find a location. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Two, you want to find out what is the permit thing that you need for that location before you sign. So like maybe you can't have, you know, loud music because it's a person's time. Maybe you can't have alcohol. Maybe whatever, right? Make sure this location is easy to find and find out what those permits look like. Three, you got to find out what's the demand in this particular area, right? What's the demand in this particular area? How many photographers do I know? Or whatever the reason I'm having the space for, what's the demand for in this particular area, right? So let's say I'm in Louisiana, but there's not a lot of, you know, weddings happening there. Maybe I don't need, or, you know, a lot of people getting um, acting shoots there. Maybe I don't need studio for that. Maybe I need more studio for more rappers because maybe more rappers in Louisiana, okay? So you also have to think about the market, right? Is there a need for your market if you're trying to make money off of it? Okay. Now the goal is to really make money off of it. So now you can have a studio for free, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to you paying your own stuff, you get to a point where you got people coming in there paying for your studios. So now you can come in there and do your clients or do your shoots for free. So not only is it paying you, but you don't have to pay for a studio. Okay. But before you do that, you need to have something else paying for your studio, some type of passive income, right? Or something that's just going to pay you on a monthly basis to pay for the studio, So you don't have to worry about how you're going to come up with rent.
2: Mm. Is rent like the biggest overhead that you would have?
0: Yes, it is. But then you also got platforms to help you actually host your actual studio space, right? You know, peer space, all these different platforms to help you actually host your event. It could be different for different places, right? So it can be out there to more people, right? But for me, man, it's like, yo, it's a lot of it's a lot of effort. Getting started was more than what I thought. I didn't realize it was a three-month build-out, right? I did not realize it took the long to actually build out the space. I was like, wow. I didn't realize you need to hire a management to manage the space, right? I didn't realize you got to do tours on a number of occasions. So I also recommend just researching all the stuff that goes into it. And are you willing to do this? Is it going to be enough money for you to be able to go into it? Because otherwise, if it's just a luxury, you might be better off just renting out something else.
3: Hmm. I appreciate you sharing that, man. Definitely more to think about with it than just getting the space and getting some cameras. Hell yeah. You gotta have your ducks in a row. I ain't even about the manager touring, like even. We yeah. have a co-working space right now. They definitely yeah. have to hire somebody to do just that, just to show people around because that's only part of the process. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, for it, like I was like, yo, this is so co-working space until so now. You can if you can get a co-working space or rent out a studio or something like that, you can pay come $75, charge a client extra, charge them extra $150. You get to come and use the space that may be a better fit for you to help you with keeping the overhead cost low.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's just mm-hmm. options. Like some people, you know, it's not a necessity to blow up and say, I want to be a photographer, I want to have a studio. Like, maybe, why not? You know what I mean? I'd much rather have my studio, I'd rather have a mobile studio, be wherever I want to, I want to be wherever I want to go. You know what I mean? If I want to fly overseas and do my photography stuff over there, we just fly over there and do it. I don't have to be locked into a particular location. Yeah.
2: Speaking of traveling with your equipment and flying, is it a special way that you got to do some of your equipment? Cause some of this stuff is very, you know.
0: For sure, it is. It is. So for one, you got to keep all your battery stuff on you, right? On your actual carry-on. So keep it on um, plain and simple. Think about when you go to a shoot, if they lose your bag, what is some thing that you can still have on you that you can still do the shoot without? Hmm. Meaning you don't want to put some stuff, whether it's batteries or maybe another camera, anything else in this particular chick bag that if they lose it, can you still do your shoot without it? If you ask yourself that question, it's easier for you to be able to go out there and actually fly. Now, of course, you can't put batteries inside, like lithium batteries inside of your, your actual check bag, right? So, in your check bag, most time it's tripods, whatever lights and stuff like that. A lot of your camera equipment is on you, right? But some people might want to say, "Man, I want to take some camera equipment out the bag. Can you operate your shoot without it? If not, keep everything. You want to keep that thing tight and close to you, because mm. you might can't just roll it to a Best Buy. You know, it might mightn't be open in time. Whatever, buy a camera, buy a lens, get it formatted the way you want to. You have to learn a whole new camera before you get to your shoot. I've had one time where TSA whoever had lost my my bag was going to another place. Damn. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't have anything too crazy there anyway. So I just went to like Walmart or something or wherever, got got a tripod, got whatever else I needed, and then I was still able to do uh, the shoot. Imagine if I had actually like a drone in there, you know, something I needed for the, you know what I mean? Somebody actually needed. Man, listen.
2: Been sick, man. Hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It's all the way out here, but shit. shit. Now I got to spend my money that I just made just to go get the shoe done.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely going to return it. I'm definitely going to return it. <laughs> definitely. I'm asking about the return policy before I purchase.
3: I love it. Hey, <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming out here dropping this wisdom, my brother. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to pivot to the last segment of the show. Okay. Brandon, man, we want to ask you, what's something that you've seen on your timeline, my brother? What's something, could be anything social media,
0: the news that you seen that
3: you thought was noteworthy you want to
0: speak on. Yeah, well, first of all, I ain't really got nothing deep to talk about. But what I do want to say, <laughs> what I do want to say is that a lot of people are on social media. It's just speaking of timelines in general. Mm-hmm. A lot of people compare themselves to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And if you just stop and just think about where you are, where are you better than where you were last year, okay? Mm-hmm. And then also you have to think about are these people doing what they say that they are doing, right? Right. You know, you can see somebody doing a lot of trip, doing the stuff that, man, this looks cool, but it's more. It's more than what meets the eye. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to. Um, I got a quote from someone. He said, don't compare someone's. Remember, oh, I, I think you know, I know what you're talking about. Don't compare somebody's like year 10
3: to your year one or something like yes,
0: that. Yes. And it's multiple different variations of that same quote. But yes, essentially. Right. So you don't know what these people are going through or went through. You don't know what people are going through right now. If you can just sit there and be focused on what you said that you were going to do, then you will get there, whatever, whatever that path is. Let me say this. Anything you do on a consistent basis will work. Hmm. Anything. I don't care what it is. If you freaking, you know, play basketball every single day for five years, you'll be really, really good at basketball. You know what I mean? You play space for every day for five years, you can be really, really good at space. If you just focus on being consistent, it will work out for you. That's guaranteed. Thank you. Another, one. I knew you had to hit
3: it, but like, <laughs> necessary with no. no? for real,
0: because it seems so simple. It's kind of like, yeah. dude, what you mean? That's not even like you put the message, but it's like, what do you mean by that? Literally, just be consistent. I realized whenever I quit, the only thing I was doing for that period of time was photography, and videography. That's the only reason I was able to quit. So even though I wasn't trying to blow up with it, that's the only thing I've been doing. And I was like, oh, so I could just be consistent with anything. Mind you, this wasn't my God-given time. I wasn't born. I didn't came out of the womb with a camera in my hand. It's the only thing I was doing consistent, and people look at me and say, "Oh man, yo man, you lucky because you got the camera now. Dude, what you got the camera six years ago? See what I'm saying, you know, what I mean? they thought I was like, you know, had a camera when I was five. No, dude, I just picked this up.
2: They the- three months where you ain't had no job. You know what I'm saying? In the lab for three summers, man.
0: Yeah, and there was a whole other situation too. Like, I need photos. I'm in the little third. I'm in the little whatever little room. I got a two gigabyte computer. Took me 24 hours to edit, you know, to render a video. So if you're not real sure, you got, well, I don't know if you got the video, but regardless, if you do a video now, it might take you a matter of minutes, maybe 10 minutes to be able to export a video to be able to give to you. Yeah. Right? Back then, it took me 24 hours. So if you want to change say, hey, can you change my name on there? You got my name wrong. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Hit the button. I got to go to sleep and come back the next day.
2: Goddamn. Computer processing is a whole lot better now. You
0: know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro, that's it, man. Just don't compare yourself to others. Stay focused because social media will put you in this place where you don't feel like you're doing what you need to do. You don't feel like you're doing enough. You know what I mean? So I don't want anybody to get that feeling of like, man, you know what? Man, I suck because, you know, John John, he got on, you know, he flew to Florida and Miami. He on the PJ. Yeah. The- you know what I mean? He on the PJ. Listen, you know what I mean? You are gonna get your PJ opportunity, too, but you have to stay focused and stop looking at what other people are doing.
2: That's mm, a bar. So, Brandon, I just want to say thank you again, my brother. Appreciate you for coming on this episode, dropping these gems. Hopefully all the photographers and videographers out there were able to gain something. But can you please just leave them and let them know where can they tap into you for any other type of tips or any other type of things that you got going on? I know you mentioned the course and everything like just plug yourself in where they can find you.
0: Yeah, for Sure. So if you actually um, go to my Instagram, it's uh, Brandon Shop Me. I do whole bullshit on there, but I do give a lot of tips on photography, and videography. So if you need to learn more about business, go to Brandon Shop Me on Instagram. If you actually want to turn it into an actual business, you want to turn to into a business, you actually can go to ShootersCamp.com, right? I have a course that can show you everything and between, I mean, not only photography, videography, but you know, multiple streams, business credit, personal credit, just random stuff, just everything you're going to need plus more to be able to start growing scale your photography and videography business. And then also, I guess when it's episode drive, my, I get somebody a week and just put in BWR and I give people a discount code.
2: Hey, that's like a bet. Yeah,
3: make sure we put that down in the show notes. Yeah, y'all people, click man. that link below. My brother, I take so, it yeah. out of the game. You will sure. experience yourself so that y'all don't have to go and bump your head. Like I know you mentioned in there earlier, you got people two, three months out of the class yeah. able to quit their job, They're able to make replace their income. So
0: definitely. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Once again, appreciate you, my brother. But before we wrap this up, we're going to get into some house cleaning notes. Once again, appreciate you to any new listeners. Thank you for tapping in on this episode. If you loved it, please subscribe, leave us a review. If you hated it, let us know why you didn't like it. Also, if you've been coming here with us, if you've been rocking out with us, appreciate y'all, family. We've been doing this for two years now. So appreciate y'all coming in, rocking with us for these two years. Like I said, we just hit a million downloads. We're trying to do two, three million this year, so man we're trying man. to really 10x. double eye our, yeah. our
3: listenership.
2: So y'all share the podcast, the episodes with your family, friends. If you don't know, you can also listen to the podcast on YouTube also. So check us out on YouTube as well.
3: Uh, last thing I got for y'all, y'all check out the podcast's playbook. I know my brother just was mentioning We just hit yep. a million downloads. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, we put that together for everybody that's looking to do that.
2: yeah same thing that brandon same thing with brandon like we bumped our head like it was a lot i ain't gonna lie to y'all some nights i'm up till six o'clock editing trying to get this thing together so uh put together a course to where you don't have to do all of that we crawled and walked so y'all can run and fly so y'all definitely definitely tap into that course the podcasters playbook
3: link in the show notes. yes indeed but
2: brandon once again thank you for coming on
3: here my brother we ain't got nothing else for y'all good people So we'll Until see you next in. time This
2: is Black Offering inside signing out Peace.
0: Peace I got money on my mind I'm just trying to get some dough I ain't picking up my lot Unless it's money on the phone Gotta get it on the daily All I want is dubs You know what I'm on I've been chasing after paper All I know is run money marathon.